We're going to be in Luke chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles, we talked on Eve Eve about the angels. And so we're going to pick up right there. Y'all, this is the first Christmas gathering. And we're going to read about the shepherds. Are you ready? Okay, Luke chapter 2. Suddenly the angels was joined by fast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying glory to the Glory in the highest heavens and peace on earth to those with whom is whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there, there was the baby laying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen it. It was just as the angel had told them. It's the word of the Lord. Way to go, sweetheart. Way to go. Have a seat. <laughs> The Word of God, first Christmas gathering, it wasn't the elite, y'all, that celebrated the first Christmas. It was these shepherds that were on a field. It's interesting, if you go back to our church history, when the first Christmas gathering really was, people say different things, but uh, they say around 400 or so, the year 400, that Christmas Day, December 25th, started Gathering, And some say that we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day because Jesus was conceived around March or April, and so nine months later, you get the 25th. And, and so that's why we celebrate Christmas on this day. That's the Christian reason. Some say that it was mixed with Roman uh, uh, pagan holidays, but the reality is there's actually a scriptural backing to us celebrating Christmas Day on the 25th of December. So we're here now, and we're looking at this Christmas gathering, the first one. I want to read these first few verses. Let's go ahead and jump in Luke, uh, Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 13. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is Please remember that Christmas song, Hark the Heralds, Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. That's where they get that. Uh, this verse is from here. So the first thing that these shepherds teach us of how to celebrate Christmas is hark. We need to listen to the gospel, the story of God with us. We need to hear this news that was given first to the family, to Mary and Joseph and Elizabeth and, and Zachariah, we looked at them in, in, in this series, but now these shepherds are hearing the gospel for the very first time. I wonder when the first time that you heard the gospel, 
Maybe you grew up in church and you remember hearing it in Sunday school, or maybe your parents told it to you. Maybe this year, though, it's the first time that you truly hear it. You know what I mean? Like you truly get it. And you're like, man, God came to rescue me. He, he left heaven, came to earth to be with me, to redeem me from my past. I love what Pastor Joel said at Christmas Eve, Eve, when he was leading us in worship. He said that God knew what we needed. That's why he came. He knew we needed him. And so this first way to celebrate Christmas is hark. Let, let's listen. Let's hear this message and, and let's keep reading right after uh, it says, when the angels had returned to heaven, so this was a host of angels, they said, hey, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. The shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. This kind of messes with us because Christmas normally is the time that we get off work, we go travel with family, and, and we kind of sit in. We, we hang out in, indoors and, and we rest, and that's real important. But the cool thing about these things of how the shepherds are teaching us how to celebrate Christmas, it's, it's not just how we celebrate this season. It's actually how we live our lives as followers of Jesus. What they did in one day is what we do over a lifetime. They didn't stay stagnant. They didn't just hear and, and remain indoors. They said, let's go to Bethlehem so we can see what we have heard. And so the second thing is, let's go and let's see. Let, let's, let's, I mean, y'all are here now. We're, we're here at church to, to hear God's word, to see what he has for us in our lives. What would it look like in 2023 to prioritize going to church every Sunday morning? I'll never forget I think it was last year, someone in our community group said, we made that a priority uh, to come to church every Sunday morning. Look, we are here this morning because we as a church leadership decided that on Sunday mornings, these doors stay open because it's God's day for his people to come to hear his word and to worship his name. And if you're wondering, well, things are going to get uh, in, in the way. I'm, I'm there with you. Calendars are full. There are a lot of activities, and there's a lot of things that are vying for our attentions. But let's go back to the verse. I love a couple of things that, that the shepherds did. They, they said they hurried. Um, they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. So they didn't just, all right, let's take our time. They, they made it a point to go, and a wise person recently told me that we only prior we only prioritize no we we only make time for that which we prioritize. There you go. We only make time with what is a priority for us. And so, if we make joining the believers here on Sunday morning, joining a community group to do life together a priority, then then we will hurry to make it to that, and and everything else will be. Secondary. What do they do? They listened to the message of the gospel, and then they went. They, they went and saw, and then let's keep reading. And after seeing him, that's Jesus, the shepherds told 
everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. So they heard, they went, and then they did what? They shared. They, they spread the word. They told others about what they had seen. This one I know is our favorite, evangelism, right? Everybody loves to go to the corners of your workplace and the cafeterias in our schools and say, let me tell you about Jesus. He is the Savior, right? We're all evangelists, right? Um, okay, some of us are maybe a little bit more reserved and may have a harder time to, to do this one. Let me make it easy for us this morning. What has God done in your life? What has God done in 2022? Maybe 2022 was a really hard year and uh, you receive the comfort of God that, that, that is unexplainable, the peace of God that transcends all understanding. And, and you can share with someone, hey, this year was difficult, but I received peace that makes no sense. I truly believe that he is God with me, that he is Emmanuel, that we need to celebrate and spread the word of what God is doing in us as a church family. I know a lot of you got these. If you didn't get one of these, there are some in the back tables there. Please take one as you go out. These are just some of the things that God has done in our midst as a church family this year. And I want to pay attention to them. It says we celebrated 41 baptisms, y'all. 41 people chose to start following Jesus and make that public through baptism. We started seven new community groups this. We have over 40 community groups through junior high all the way up. 3,200 284 meals served through our summer food program. That's not, um, that's, that's not including the winter food program that we just did. We had 185 kids go to kids camp. Kids, do you remember kids camp? Have fun with kids camp. If you don't, then good, good news. Kids camp's coming back again in the summer. Uh, 226 through 12th grade students came to focus weekend. What a blast. 177 men, women, college students, junior high and high school students set free at Encounter Weekends. Let me say that again. 177 participated through our Encounter Weekends. 205 at the women's gathering. Women, remember that? Amazing. And 1,472 in this building to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ at Easter. Y'all, God is on the move at Cypress Creek Church. It is amazing to watch what he is doing, and it is worthy of spreading the news of what God is doing through this body of imperfect people. It's a mystery, but it is awesome. It's an awesome privilege to be used by him to further his kingdom here on earth. Anybody with me? We need to spread the word. That's what they were doing. Let's keep reading. We got two more. Luke chapter 2, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. That word kept 
also is another, another translation says treasure. So I love the dichotomy here. First, spread the word. And then there's others of us that are like, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to spread the word. And, and so we need to be stretched to spread the word. And then others are like, I can't wait to tell everybody what's going on, man. I just can't wait to share all the good that God is doing in my life and through my church and all this fun stuff. And, and for, for you, if that's you, then this is the one that we need to work on. We need to keep the word. Again, it's not either or. It's not either spread the word or keep the word. It's a both and. Let's spread the word and keep the word. Mary kept these things and she stored them in her heart. See, some things that God does are really just for us because a relationship is built on experiences that, that built this intimacy. And, and so there are things in, in my faith that I don't share with my wife and, and vice versa because our relationship with Jesus comes first. Mary knew that this was a deeply personal relationship. And, and so if you're wondering, well, what am I to keep in my heart? Psalm 119.11 says to keep the word, to store uh, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So we can keep God's word, his promises for us, that he will never leave us, that he will never forsake us, that he will totally forgive us, that he will use us despite our circumstances or our skills or our track record. We need to keep that word and make sure that we have, that we have it stored in our Heart. And finally, and certainly not least, let's keep reading. The shepherds then went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. I love that it was then that the shepherds went back to their flocks. It means that they left their sheep hanging while they went and spread the word, right? When they went and saw Jesus in the manger in Bethlehem, they left it all to find him. And then at the very end, they went back to normal. I'm sure they were changed, but they went back with a posture of worship. That's it. That's the last way to celebrate Christmas. We just worship and exalt and lift up the name of Jesus. And maybe that looks like uh, adding a Spotify playlist or getting a Spotify account so that you can have worship music or putting on that radio station on, what's the, what's the worship radio station? I just don't listen to radio. Is it 105? Is it 105 somebody out there? 105.9, is that it? Yes, yes, 105.9. And you just keep that thing. Man, stuff happens when we worship, y'all. Uh, the Westminster Catechism says that the chief end of man, that the whole point of our existence is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Enjoy him always. And when we worship, we are glorifying him. And we get to just enjoy that he is the God with us that he loves us. What did they do in the first Christmas celebration? They listened. Hark. I just put it there because it's a cool word that we don't normally say, but again, it ties into that song that we all know, Hark the Herald Angel, saying they heard the message of the gospel. They went and they saw this baby lying in a manger. They prioritized. They were on a hurry, and then they spread the word. They shared that good news to all, some of the things, though, they kept in their heart, and then they went back to life worshiping Jesus this Christmas morning. Let's close out by worshiping 
God. I don't know what today looks like. I don't know what emotions may bring. Maybe there is sadness. Maybe there is grief. Maybe there is joy. Maybe there is a mixture of those things, whatever it is. Let's give those to God as we worship him because he is God with us. If you're able, please stand as we pray. Jesus, I'm so grateful that you came, and so we celebrate you this morning. I pray your peace that transcends all understanding to come over every family here in this room, every family watching on the live stream. Jesus, we love you, and we are grateful to be called your sons and daughters. Thank you for the gift of salvation that can only be found in and through your life, death, and resurrection. We thank you that you are our only hope. And I pray that we would receive the gift this morning if we haven't already said yes to you, Jesus. It may mean confessing with our mouth and believing in our hearts that you are the Son of God who came, lived a perfect life to die the death that we deserve so that we can live in that garden city heaven that we read in the book earlier. We can be a part of your story. So Jesus, we worship as we leave this time.